Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Regardless of what you do for a living, we all have these things or moments we would call best of our jobs. You build homes, well, the one you just completed blows everyone away. You work at a car dealership selling cars, you sold four cars in one day. You own a comic book store, and Todd McFarlane comes and works your cash register for an afternoon. Whatever the line of work is, we all have best of moments, and that's what you'll hear about this week. We'll look back over the last little while and highlight our last nine guest interviews and the best of moments. We'll get to the musical guests in just a second. Coming up shortly in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, former Bellator MMA ring card girl and current podcaster Mercedes Terrell talks about career highlights, and it may surprise you to hear what she puts at the top. That is powered by FKP MMA. My little guy Levi has been going there for, I guess, about a year now and absolutely loves it. Learned self-defense, self-discipline from the best in the biz. Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com. First, let's get to some highlights from our more recent musical guests in this best of podcast. Uh, Back in May, you may remember we had on this year's Grammy Awards winner for the best Latin album, Alex Cuba was a guest. Alex recorded the Grammy Award winning Mendo album at his home, in fact, in his living room in Smithers, Northern BC. He moved to Canada after growing up in Cuba, just outside of Havana. Uh, He talked about the drag of COVID and and finding inspiration during the pandemic. We got into the shows that he was binge watching. We talked about baseball and karate and bodybuilding came up. And you'll love how Alex found out that he won the Grammy for best Latin pop album. He's driving through a snowstorm. Well, um, it is definitely the biggest prize that music has uh, all over the world. You know, the biggest award for music. And just in the personal, um, what, what, what I think once in a while is, man, this is the word that heroes, you know, people that I look up to, people that have changed the course of music, like, I don't know, Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind & Fire, you name it, you know, you name it, right? And I'm like, this is the, the same award, again, because it's, it's the American Grammy. It's, it's, and in Latin music, it's the biggest category, you know, so to win... For a dude from Cuba that emigrated to Canada 23 years ago, that came to Smithers tw- almost 20 years ago, that recorded this album in his living room, to win this thing down there is 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 uh, mentally dangerous. Let's <laughs> 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 just put it that way. It's mentally dangerous. <laughs> You'll know Xavier Amin de Frepeles as Fantastic Negrito, American blues, roots, R&B singer-songwriter, and the fact that he's won the Best Contemporary Blues Album Grammy Award three times in 2016 for his album The Last Days of Oakland, in 2019 for his album Please Don't Be Dead, and then again for his 2020 album Have You Lost Your Mind Yet. Xavier is the eighth of 15 kids and the only one, he says, that's musically inclined (laughs) 
We talked about creativity when he was on the podcast, seeing NWA in concert at a roller skating rink. That would have been rad. Going to punk shows in Berkeley, California. We jumped on a Zoom right around the time that uh, the Depp and the Herd defamation case was going on. So we talked a bit about that. Interesting take he had for that. Zeppelin came up, sort of the NBA and the Warriors inspiration. Uh, one of the best music documentaries of all time. If you have not seen this, Summer of Soul needs to be on your watch list. And Xavier talked about ancestry links and really digging into the results and being surprised at what he found. I discovered that I'm 28% white. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, basically that's what happened. I mean, I get these ancestry links that someone had sent me and, you know, I saw these pictures on my mother's maternal side of these well-dressed African-Americans. So I'm thinking, isn't this the time of slavery? Like, why are you well-dressed? Right. Makes no sense. So you, I'm digging through the files. You ever been on there? No, I, no not me personally. No, I haven't. But I've got yeah. buddies of it who have done it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, it's, you know, I see this paperwork. It says registered free Negroes. I'm like, registered free Negroes. How did that happen? You know, I'm going to third generation, fourth generation, which is unheard of for us because how we got here. Sure. Fifth generation, sixth generation. Now I'm like, come on, man. This is, I keep retracing it back till it gets to a paper in the seventh generation. One document and then there's a name of a woman. It says Elizabeth Gallimore presented in Amelia County Court for unlawfully cohabitating with a Negro slave belonging to Henry Jones, you know, Virginia. And I thought, wow, these are probably exactly the people that I'm related to, you know, rule breakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Breakers. And it's hard to believe that Guar has been around since 1984, isn't it? 24 million streams, over 15 million video views. You've seen them featured in Blabbermouth, Metal Sucks, Rolling Stone, NME. They're close to 1 million physical albums sold. What do you get when you mix political and social satire, sci-fi, horror, graphic violence, fake blood, urine, semen, rock and roll? It sounds like the start of a joke. Guar was about to release their new album, their 15th, The New Dark Ages. Right around the time of this interview, uh, their singer Blow jumped on the zoom with us and we talked about stifled creativity during the pandemic the concept of sex and violence in their live shows uh, the grammys came up they've been nominated a couple times so did living in florida watching my 600 pound life seeing the pretenders and the alarm in concert and blothar talked about the music in his house as a kid growing up and credits his grandma for helping him find kiss I was unfortunately exposed to a lot. Let me tell you. Yes. We're talking music here. My mother, my mother was a, a cow, a giant cow. And my father's, I have multiple fathers. They were a race of frost giants who slept with my mother, the cow, although it wasn't rape. She enjoyed it. But I mean, you know, she welcomed these all comers, so to speak. Uh, But yeah, yes. But, uh, I'm actually a dwarf, but I am a giant dwarf. So it sort of balances out, believe it or not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, at my house, what we would listen to, uh, I I was raised singing the songs of my people. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. 
mountain hymnals, uh, you know, uh, uh, religious music. That's that's what that's what was in my house. Um, and uh, it's actually how I came to learn how to sing or to understand music was uh, through singing these uh, songs of uh, spiritual songs of praise. Uh, and then at some point, you know, I, I realized, wow, this is just a bunch of bullshit. And so I be began to be more interested in what was on the radio, things like, uh, well, I did have, I will say that my first exposure to Kiss was my grandmother had a Kiss record. I don't know why. I have no idea, but I'll never forget it. I was sitting there looking through records and there was a Freddie Fender record that I would play a lot. And then <laughs> one day I just found a Kiss record. It was a uh, rock and roll over. And I played it and was uh, very, very impressed by it. So, you know, I mean, when I was growing up, though, it, I did grow up in a family that 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 uh, participated in uh, uh, religious music a lot. Red Truck Beer. Nothing delivers like a red truck. Official beer of the Toddcast podcast.
And now, stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast Podcast. MMA fight fans will know Mercedes Terrell. She's a longtime former ring card girl for Bellator MMA. And you should also check out her excellent podcast she did with Jade Bryce called the Magic Hour Podcast. A quick search. It doesn't look like they've got new episodes out since the summer of 2021, but it's great programming and hopefully they're just on a hiatus. Now, since then, she started up Mercedes and the Chap, which aims at addressing personal struggles with their viewers, five million of them, in fact. And when Mercedes was a guest, she talked about social media and navigating those waters, binge-watching the Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix, whether aliens have visited Earth. We talked about cooking, traveling the world, legalized marijuana, working out. She shared a couple near-death stories, cheat foods, Superpowers both came up, so did her love of Israel and the Middle East. And stop me if you've heard this before, Mercedes shared her career highlight, and it wasn't MMA-related, but rather podcasting. For sure, my career highlight thus far has been starting this podcast with Jade Bryce called The Magic Hour. And I don't know about you with your podcast, but this thing has like allowed me to just just be completely transparent and um mm. and I think find a lot of myself and, and be able to like experiment with new um techniques and tools and, and implement them into my life and then meet so many new people, uh especially doing interviews with them, which you probably get some of that on no, your show. Lots. And the benefits of what come with that. So just expanding my community and getting to know myself better and, and then getting to know my, my uh own tribe, you know, better and, and building my own tribe. Mm. Like I was saying earlier has been amazing. And then this weekend, like I said, we are going to actually have a live event during South by Southwest in Austin, Texas at Onnit Gym. And uh, we're having three guests come and we'll do live interviews in front of the audience. But then we're also going to do um, movement-based workshops with each of the guests. Give they're all into, you know, one's, um, if you know, a line podcast with Aaron Alexander. He's coming and he's going to do an articulated stretch workshop with us and breath work workshop with us. And then Melody F. Kami, she's got this like amazing groundbreaking dance class that she's going to have us work through. Wow. And Parangi, who is the, the like number one dude in ecstatic dance, which <clears throat> I think is a, a method that's going to change the world little by little here. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast is powered by... FKP MMA, Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com.
Hearing some solid, solid work coming out of the Danny Craig Production Studios. Man, those guys can play. The band is Spendo, and their latest single is called Easy to Lie. And they are the next band that you will see at the podcast Blue Light Sessions at the Blue Light Studio, East Vancouver. And we do these things monthly. It's the last Saturday of the month. It's 20 bucks in advance. It's 25 if you want to wait for the door and risk it, I guess. I suggest buying tickets right now if you want to get in for sure, because these shows are really starting to pack up. And knowing the boys of Spendo, they will be pushing this show really hard with their friends, their followers. So pick them up right now through eventbrite.ca. That's B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.ca. The show, in a nutshell, is the band performs, I'm not sure if they're doing acoustic or if it's fully plugged in i interview the band throughout the entire performance you get to ask questions as well such a fun night and i hope you can make it out i played you johnny rath and that was their song called pixie dust here's another awesome vancouver band that would shine in that sort of setting perhaps maybe in the new year we'll see if 
Johnny Rath is into doing one of those blue light sessions because we have all the bands kind of dialed in right now through, I think it's February, maybe just January. Either way, we've got the next few bands booked. Uh, Coming up in just a few minutes in Listen to This, multiple award-winning Canadian country artist Brett Kissel talks about the superpower that he would want to have. He thinks it's a lame choice personally I think you're going to love his response. That is powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley. Good buddies, RV service and repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them online, Facebook and on Twitter, Tedco RV Supplies. First, more guest highlights in this best of episode and a few of our more recent sporting guests, all of whom are now powered by Hand Over Hand Textiles in Vancouver. It's natural dyed goods for your home, for your body, pure plant extracts, natural fibers. It's good for Mother Earth, and it's great for gifts as well. Check them out through handoverhandtextiles.com. That's handoverhandtextiles.com. So right before summer, we grabbed Whitecaps FC goalkeeper Thomas Hassall for a quick Zoom, and we got into it talking about like music that was in his house as a kid growing up. He talked about binge-watching Suits, which is a great show, of course. The fake crowd noise at pro sports during COVID growing up in Saskatoon. Uh, we talked about pranks time travel, teleportation, Selena Gomez came up, Moon Knight and the Batman. And Thomas brought up realizing your true potential and how his grandfather inspired him to play the game. Yeah, it's tough. It was always my dream since as long as I can remember. Yeah. I think think definitely coming on trial when I was 14 was like, wow, this could be an opportunity and that could lead somewhere one day. And then it really would have been when I was probably 15, 16, when I was like, okay, um, I really feel like I am good enough to get there and then progress through the stages and get to the next level. Okay. Uh, obviously, there was tons and tons of work to be done through there and different steps, um, coming into the academy, working through the levels, um, seeing what the first team was like, being with the youth national teams. And then each one of those, you're like, it's almost turning more and more into reality. Uh, so there's a lot of different spots in your career where you think like, okay, this is definitely something you could do. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you credit your grandfather for kind of getting the introduced and really ramped for the sport. He was a, a goalkeeper as well, was he not? Yes, he was. He was a huge soccer fan, biggest one I know. And he would he would always watch my games, like playing with the national team. He'd be up in Czech Republic at like 3 a.m. watching yeah. uh, on the big screen, no matter what. And he was he was all in it with me. He definitely introduced me, kind of helped me get a passion for the game. And that would have been one of the best things in the world if he was able to see me play with the first team and play professionally. You've known AEW wrestler Kyle O'Reilly for years. I mean, going back to his time with the ECCW, wrestling locally here in Vancouver before, you know, being invited to the Ring of Honor. That was from like 2009 to 2017 big stretch of time. The WWE picked him up after that, where he wrestled for the NXT brand from 2017 until uh, last year, where he won three uh, NXT tag team championships. He's currently, as mentioned, he's wrestling for all elite wrestling. Uh, Kyle talked about his first wrestling memory during his zoom with us, seeing the WWE's rock bottom at GM place. Uh, The 2010 Olympics came up. So did Nirvana, Metallica, David Bowie. He shared a story of what he did the night of the Canucks fans riot of 2010. We talked about weird Al Yankovic, Zeppelin and queen Hogan, 
Steve Austin, comic books, DC, and Marvel. And Kyle talked about how he loved Robert Pattinson's The Batman, which when we talked, I hadn't seen yet. I think it's awesome, personally. In fact, it's this review that spurred me into seeing the movie in the first place. Do you catch the new Batman yet? No, and I heard it's like sinister and dark and fucking gritty. I heard it's like like the best one. It's like, you know, did you ever see the animated series that was in during the 90s, Batman, the animated series? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that, but like in a good way. Like it's dark and just, I don't know, man, it's it's really cool. And he's like a detective. It's kind of like a, it's like Seven or like the Zodiac killer movie, you know, like it's it's, it's very... yeah, do you really say it's cool. like the best Batman movie? I think so. I'm a I'm a Batman diehard, so I think it's my favorite Batman for sure. Wow, seen it a couple times actually. <laughs> wow, no kidding. Okay, so, so you could say I'm binging that yeah, <laughs> yeah. over and over. Do you, do you, <laughs> binging a movie, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sports talk host Dan Russell is likely one of the best to ever do a radio sports show. Damn near thirty years, close to eight thousand shows. And when Dan was a guest, he had just released his national bestseller, Pleasant Good Evening, a memoir, My Wild 30 and Turbulent Years of Sports Talk. The pandemic, thankfully, gave Dan some time to sit down and finally put pen to paper. Great to Zoom with Dan. I mean, we'd worked in the same building together for a minute. It wasn't very long, but our shifts didn't align. So it wasn't like we would see each other in the halls kind of thing. And I really didn't get to know him very well, but I'm a fan of what he does. He's an absolute beast of a broadcaster and cool to hear him talk about the shows at the time that he was binge watching. And he talked about interviewing Bobby Orr back in the day and seeing Peter Frampton in concert and keeping a diary. This is crazy of all of his radio shows. We talked about McDavid and the Oilers, Jim Robson and Brian Burke came up. So did the seventies. He shared a near death story and Dan talked about the 94 Vancouver Canucks and the fact that Pavel Bure is the best player ever to play on that team all time right i like the 94 team but i know that's not your question yeah um boy that 94 team was something they sure were uh they were they were the peak of the franchise to this moment i mean it's just too difficult to answer that question i don't want to skirt it but it's too difficult because the eras the eras change you know that the way the hockey's played it changes and you know you just you know of course pavel burry is the greatest player that ever put on a Canuck uniform in terms of sheer talent, but Trevor Linden and Stan Smeal had the biggest heart that you, you could ever have. I mean, the ingenuity of the Sedin twins was amazing. It was just off the charts amazing. So, um, you know, the goaltending of McLean in 94, Berger in 82, or, or Luongo in 2011. I mean, it's just all, you know, just too difficult to answer, but, you know, yeah. uh, us, but there's no Stanley Cup banner up there. You know, it's it's over 50 years. And uh, how long is the wait going to be? And it gets tougher every year because there's now 32 teams in the National Hockey League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting that you brought up uh, Bure. Uh, when I mentioned, Dan, that you're going to be on the, the podcast, of course, I got a, a bunch of your, your fans wanted to ask you questions. And Mike says, who is the best Canuck of all time and why is it Pavel Bure? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Mike. You got it. Um, yeah, I mean, the first game that all, all of us who were old enough to remember, either watching on TV or being, as I was in the Pacific Coliseum, was just, it, it was like, he, he took the puck, and people watching or listening to you, they, they know 
what this is. I mean, it was about second period. He had a couple of chances around the net before, but in the second period, he took that puck from inside the line, his own blue line, and roared to the other end. And there was a buzz that I had, and I've followed the Canucks. I've been with, I was the perfect age when they came in. So I have the entire franchise in my head, uh, the history. So I was 10 years old in 1970. I had never seen, and nobody had ever felt that buzz in the Coliseum. And he did not score on that goal, uh, on that play. But there was a buzz like, wow, we have a player here. We have a, a Bobby Orr type. We have a Guy Lafleur type. We have a, a Mary, whoever it is. I mean, I'm not saying he's those. But we, that the collective we in Vancouver, had never seen a player like that. And that one rush from inside his own line to the Winnipeg Jets goal crease or thereabouts, I think was so memorable because it was such a first and it set the tone for what would happen the rest of the way. And of course that culminated in game seven of around one in 94 when Jeff Brown feeds him that perfect pass and he goes in and double overtime. Is that double overtime or overtime? I'm trying to get my overtime straight. And he, and he won the game in the series, and the Canucks were on their way. And a couple rounds later, they'd be playing Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com.
The Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. Canadian country artist Brett Kissel is the real deal. Born and raised in Flat Lake, Alberta, grew up on a cattle ranch, got his first guitar at the age of six. Fast forward six years to the age of 12, Brett released his first album called Keeping It Country. Brett was nominated for the Chevy Trucks Rising Star Award at the CCMAs in 2006. He was only 16 at the time, making him the youngest nominee in the history of the award show. In 2013, he signed a recording deal with Warner Music Canada. The next year, he won his first Juno Award for the Breakthrough Artist of the Year. He's cleaned up at the CCMAs, winning Male Artist of the Year, Interactive Artist of the Year, Country Music Program or Special of the Year, Video of the Year. He won Country Album of the Year at this year's Junos. He's legit. Multiple number one songs. He's even opened up a tour for Garth Brooks. And when Brett was a guest, we talked about binge-watching shows, Peaky Black. Blinders, Boardwalk Empire, Legalized Marijuana came up, so did the Eagles documentary that was on Netflix. He shared stories about growing up in Alberta, the music that was in his house as a kid growing up. He shared a near-death story, and Brett talked about superpowers and the power that he'd want to have. Listen to this. It's very interesting because I'm going to do something that a lot of people would think is lame, but I would do something like this. I would love nothing more than to communicate with animals. Hmm. I wish that I could hear what they're saying. I wish I could hear what they're thinking and I could communicate with them on a really, really great way. And then, of course, you know, if Marvel got involved, that way I can rally a herd of grizzly bears to go in and do all my killing for me. <laughs> but I'm saying on, like, on, a, on, a, on a silly note, like I love my wiener dog, Charlie, with all my heart. And my wife and I joke that, like, he is our firstborn. We've got two beautiful daughters, but our first kid was Charlie. Mm -hmm. So I wish I could communicate with him and really become even better friends with Charlie by communicating with dogs. So if I could could have that as a superpower, that would probably be the thing. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Visit them on Facebook and Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies.
it is Dead Quiet and their awesome song called Atoned Deaf. And you're only about a month and a half away now from seeing these guys live. They've played for the podcast before, an absolutely crushing live band. Uh, this time around, Dead Quiet are playing November 25th in Vancouver, or East Vancouver, at the Wise Hall. Neck of the Woods is on the bill as well. They're arguably the best of that genre, the progressive metal. Incision and Geel are also on the bill. It's 20 bucks in advance. It's 25 bucks if you wait for the door. You heard Minefield. That was their song called Alone Together, and that's Todd Kearns singing with that band. I don't know that they're doing much in terms of uh, touring right now, although grab that debut album. Solid. Top to bottom. Love to see these guys live. Definitely will be keeping an ear to the ground and watch for a, a Vancouver show. I won't miss it if and when that comes through. Speaking of live music, find a small list of indie shows happening at the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show, if you're checking it out, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. That is brought to you by our buddies at Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. Amazing jam spaces. Every band I've talked to absolutely loves it there. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guests of this episode 283, a handful of our more recent entertainment lifestyle guests. That is powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Comic books, sports memorabilia, things that will literally blow your mind. You're not going to believe what you find there and the gems, the deals that are at canuckauctions.com. Uh, you heard certified sex therapist, Dr. Emily Jamia on the podcast back in May of this year. We kind of just honestly stumbled across her page on Instagram. She has a really great account, just super positive vibes, great video content. She's just real, honest, professional advice on relationships. And we really got into it with Dr. Jamea, uh, talking about experimenting in the bedroom and gaining trust in a relationship. She shared a near-death story, talked about seeing Alanis Morissette and the Chili Peppers in concert. PDA, public display of affection, PDA came up. And the fact that female Viagra does not exist, although they are working on it. And Dr. Jamea talked about being friend-zoned and getting out of it. Or do you even want to get out of it? Is it worth it? Trying too hard, maybe coming off the wrong way. You know, I think I had a, a question come through that was kind of similar to this, that it was a guy who was so afraid uh, of coming off as like predatory or pushy that he kind of like disconnected from his sexual energy when interacting with women. And I, I'm just wondering if maybe that could be what's happening a little bit here. You know, obviously we needed the Me Too movement and a lot needs to change in terms of consent and patriarchy and all of those things. But I think a lot of men feel a little inhibited or scared to come off too strong. And so it's a really fine line, I think, between developing the skills you need to, to communicate and an interest sexually and to flirt and to find banter and to make that clear for people. And so I'm wondering if maybe it's that, um, if that is in part, what might be going on for this guy. Could be also the other side of the coin where he, maybe he's just a bit of a pushover. Like, again, we don't really know the specifics of Patrick. Yeah, hard to say, hard to say. Finger, but, um, you know, maybe it's just that he needs to take the bull by the horns. 
Right. Right. And just, that's what I'm saying. Like be a little more assertive and people can be assertive and clear about their interests while also, you know, being respectful and, you know, maintaining boundaries. Um, but it's something a lot of times I think people just have to experiment with trial by error, uh, trial and error before they can find a good balance between the two. When we had on voiceover actor Amanda Sellers on the podcast, you heard about perseverance and hard work, dedication, and honing your craft. It is a super rewarding career that you can do from home, in your pajamas, of course. And we've known Amanda for probably a couple decades now. Originally meeting her as the indie artist uh, Amanda Sonic. This was back when I was still doing radio in Vancouver, doing Fox's afternoon show. I was also the, the indie music director for the station. So it was great to catch up with um, Amanda, who is now a voice of the podcast. Amanda, after we did our chat, she, she had emailed and offered to do some voice work, you know, and, and, As you might expect, I jumped at the chance. She's one of the best in the biz. So you'll hear Amanda here and there now throughout the podcast, you know, given the, this is brought to you by or whatever. Very cool. Uh, She talked about the industry, of course, when we jumped on Zoom. Uh, She told stories about uh, doing the West Coast Trail. We talked about eating vegetarian, working at Hooters came up. Willie Nelson, Madonna, GNR, seeing Tiffany in concert, voicing commercials for Ziploc, Expedia, Febreze. I mean, these are freaking huge, huge brands. Creating thevoiceoverschool.com, thevoiceoverschool.com. If you're curious about voice work, hey, everyone's got a voice. Why not get paid to do it? Like I played music for so many years. I ended up down in LA and I was touring all across the United States with my band. My drummer and my guitar player both went to Harvard Business School. So they ran the the band like a business as all bands do, but they were like just so, um, I I learned so much from them and we lived out of our van. Like we put all of our belongings in storage and lived in this 15 passenger van. And I saw like every nook and cranny of the US, which was was so cool. Yeah, it was like free, um, you know, free education and all the people that we met. It was really incredible. But then my band broke up. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I ended up going from L.A. back to Saskatchewan and I was offered a radio job. And I wasn't into radio, Todd. I just it wasn't really my thing. But, you know, when you do the pre-production before you go into work, the second that I did the voiceover, like the for the local car company, I was hooked. I absolutely loved it. And I just knew that I had to find a way to make that my job. And and I just, you know, went crazy, got up at five in the morning, just one of those just really determined that to make it happen. So that was like 15 years ago. So it's been a while. And we met matchmaker and dating coach Katie Clark through Instagram and immediately knew that it was somebody that we wanted to have on as a guest. You've seen her on the Food Network Star in Shape magazine, America's 50 Hottest Trainers. She's held the title of Mrs. Long Beach, another super fun follow on social media. She runs Dating with Katie putting singles together, basically. And when we jumped on a Zoom together, she talked about why you don't want to get out of the friend zone. The music of the Beatles, Snoop Dogg and Prince came up. So did vacationing in Cancun, seeing R. Kelly in concert. She shared a falling asleep at the wheel story. We talked about binge watching shows, the keys to healthy relationships. She had some dating rules that you should really know. And Katie talked about how social media and dating apps in general 
have changed the dating world? Oh, you know, it's social media on top of dating apps has changed the game. You know, this idea and picture of, oh, meet organically. I love when people tell me that. I'm like, okay, you're living in la-la land. Um, and I literally live in la-la land. There's a, too much of la-la going on. But social media has created this uh, speed bump. It, 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 and I call it a speed bump because some people take it quickly. Some people slow down for it. But it it creates this um, illusion sometimes and almost this um, discouragement in dating because people will check out people's social media. And I just, I've done reels on this. Like women are looking at a man's social media. As a matter of fact, I encourage people not to be on social media, men, especially. And if you are for business purposes or just for family, but if you're following thousands of women and they're half naked, it's no woman is secure with that. And if they say they are, that's okay. But then at the same time, I, I hear men complain about women's social media, that they look selfish, selfies all by themselves. And they think to themselves, is this the woman I'm going to marry? And they, they just, their social media turns off the whole thing and boom, everyone's like done. They quit. They jump ship really fast because of social media. Toddcast podcast entertainment guest visits are powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them online at CanuckAuctions.com. See
Cobra Ramon, and one of the first songs I was introduced to them by, it's called Wrath Like a City. Great live band, by the way. If you get a chance to see them, do it. They've played a couple, three shows maybe for the podcast over the years. In fact, was hanging out with Cobra a little bit at the uh, J.P. Maurice Dominic Frico show that we did at Green Auto in East Vancouver just a couple of months back now. Put the bug in your ear saying, maybe you guys should do one of those blue light sessions with us. So you may see that happen sooner than later. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Looking forward to next week, the second part of our best of podcasts. And you'll hear some more guest highlights from our more recent interviews. These are really fun weeks to put together. Uh, Please tell your friends about what we're doing here on the podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Of course, comment and rate the podcast. It helps out big time. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. And that's going to do it for this one. Episode 283, as we put a bow on this week. And my name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening, for choosing to be here. We don't take that lightly. We won't take it for granted, of course. Huge thanks to all of our spectacular sponsors. You can find all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca, right on our homepage. And if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, did you know you can for as little as 10 bucks a day? contact info it's at the home page and did you know also if you help us find a sponsor we will give you a commission based on the initial ad buy if you know a business that should sponsor us send them our way we'll take it from there till next time don't be an asshole nobody wants to be around that nobody have fun play hard and most of all believe in yourself do it the Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark ToddHancock.ca. Hi, my name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And together, we run Buffering, a rewatch adventure, a family of podcasts moving through our favorite 90s genre television. If you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, great news for you. Our very first podcast adventure took us through all seven seasons of the series. We covered it spoiler-free, episode by episode. For those of you who want to start the show for the first time, you can find that podcast pretty easily. It's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Inside that podcast, you'll also find an original song that pairs with each glorious episode of Buffy and original character jingles for so many of our Buffy favorites. Buffering has been praised in places like Time, Esquire, Paste Magazine, and the New York Times, and we've chatted with dozens of cast members, writers, directors, and fans along the way. Come hang out and rewatch some of your favorite television with us and a wonderful community of listeners. Learn more at BufferingCast.com or find us on socials at BufferingCast.